0: The reading today is from the hebrew testament the book of lamentations chapter 3 verses 22 through 24. the steadfast love of the lord never ceases god's mercies never come to an end they are new every morning great is your faithfulness the lord is my portion says my soul therefore I will hope in God, the word of God for the people of God. So this is my life story and my story of faith, but because my disease is still in my voice, B is going to read it for me. Thank you very much. Okay, I'm ready to read then. My mom died when I was eight, leaving only my dad and me. I began praying in in my life early, mostly that my dad would not die so I would not be farmed out to relatives to take care of me. I had had experience with that because I lived with the neighbors the first year after mom's death. Not a happy time, even though I spent regular time with my dad. Those neighbors took me to Wednesday night church school, where I once got into trouble for giggling when other kids were praying. A few years ago, when we took our grandkids back to my hometown, we stopped at my old church, and I showed them the door I had to stand outside when I was punished. You are probably suspecting that the church had a fire and brimstone theology. Indeed, it was enough so that even as a teenager, I worried whether the headlights of a passing car shined in my bedroom window, that it might be the end of the world. When two of my classmates were killed in a car accident, an old Mennonite man came by solely to tell me that he thought that one of the girls would not be going to heaven because she was a Lutheran. His lesson was that you had to believe a certain way to please God. I was stunned at his view of a harsh God. That theology of an exclusive God made no sense to me if God loved us all. My first job was collecting tickets and making popcorn at the local movie movie theater for 50 cents a night and free movies. Movies were frowned upon by about half of the members of my Mennonite church, but fortunately, not my family or friends. Later on, I worked for our local utility, digging post holes and laying water lines. I worried about cave-ins in the deeper trenches. When I expressed concern, my boss wisely advised me, Quint, It is the hard things in life that build your character. I learned being in stressful situations could be tolerated. I prayed for my safety, but could not conclude that God was protecting me in that way. I always felt God was with me so that I could handle tough situations. Perhaps because I was so young when my mother died and I had a close-up experience with death, I always was more of a coward than my friends, or maybe it wasn't being a coward, maybe being aware that life is precious. One could be bold, but not reckless. Mennonites believe in adult baptism, so I was confirmed at 15. They are also pacifists. Some of my classmates registered as conscientious objectors. But Dad, an immigrant, had dutifully served in the Army. I decided I would serve if drafted. B and I married right after college in South Dakota. I was deferred for graduate school at Syracuse University just as Vietnam was heating up. I planned to enlist in the reserves when I graduated, but before spring break, when I went to sign up, I was told if I'd come a day earlier, they would have taken me. We soon learned that President Kennedy was no longer drafting married men, so I never served. I thought our prayers sustained us during this stressful time as it did in the future when we faced other challenges. I never thought that because I prayed diligently that I would receive special treatment from God. I came to realize that we all make choices which at some time may place us in peril. God is with us no matter what choices, good or bad, we make in life. Prayer sustains us. When we first started dating in college B was alarmed when I told her that I was a Mennonite. She envis- envisioned women in long dresses and men all in black, all living communally. However, my ancestors had already moved on from that. By now I realized that most Mennonites were much more conservative than I. So I easily became U.S.C. when we joined the Congregational Church in Sioux Falls, and then in Syracuse, where our church had been part of the Underground Railroad. In every place we have lived, we have had stimulating and supporting progressive faith communities. I see the face and hear the voice of God in others I encounter, especially when we are together in our faith communities. Broadcasting became my whole career. Radio and television jobs paid for my education. Like many other young marrieds, we were nearly starving in grad school when I was offered a job by a church friend who happened to be the program director of a Syracuse station. Later on, I went to WCCO, a family-owned CBS station in Minneapolis. It was a wonderful place to work. But a decade later, the station was sold. The new owner's vision didn't align with mine, so I had to leave. CBS called me with a job offer in Los Angeles. I really felt that God was with me. Working at CBS News where I'd spend the next 25 years was exciting to be sure covering bigger stories now with so much at stake including several uh, presidential campaigns i always worried about failing the move was harder for the rest of the family as they all had to switch schools and make new friends b was now commuting two and a half hours round trip to seminary i worried of course and prayed for my safety when I was sent to dangerous places by CVS. For example, I was apprehensive going into Panama when the US invaded, but I saw no fighting. Nor did I find myself in any danger, though I feared I would, when I was sent to Colombia and the Philippines. I prayed often during the two months I spent in Saudi Arabia and Kuwait during the Gulf War. In some ways, it was scarier for B, who watched live war coverage of the Scud missiles being dropped toward Dahran, where CBS was staying. With one exception, they did not land close to us. Perhaps the diciest assignment was Somalia, where the locals threatened to kill the producer who preceded me there. She left the job of dealing with them to me. I prayed a lot and managed to arrange for the U.S. Marines to escort us to the Mogadishu Airport. Moving to Oregon to be near our children and grands felt like the perfect retirement. And then, 15 years ago, I was diagnosed with Huntington's disease. It is a hereditary disease. However, nobody in my extended family nor ancestors had a movement disorder. I am among the 1% of HD patients who seem to have developed the disease spontaneously. But now our eldest son has been diagnosed with it. It is certainly difficult dealing with my mobility and communication and nutrition issues. If God is a personal God, I can only say that I have been blessed.